This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined here in the studio today by Robbie... Just Robbie. Just that's yeah, all you get. I'm one word now. Yep, Robbie Payne. That's that's Robert Payne over there. I don't. I didn't even look up. You said Robbie. I'm just like waiting for you to say Payne. Yeah. Now that you said that, yeah. what's up, everybody? Yeah, and and we got Gabe with us. Hello. <laughs> just Joe, Joe didn't Everyone, tell us he was going to go to one name. Like Everyone, single yeah. name. I mean, this is like a complete Everyone. complete just diversion from yeah. the norm. This is 98. We've done 98 of these, and you've done it it's the a, same way every time. What do I you know. expect? I like to keep you on your toes. That's that's part of my New uh. Year's resolution toes doing no just doing unexpected things (laughs) great cool deal cool deal getting out of routine you know just whenever just whenever been that (laughs) just when so far yeah i know when someone thinks one thing's gonna happen we're gonna come in one morning and joe's gonna have the studio (laughs) turned into like a boutique or something (laughs) exactly remember i told you unexpected it's i I wanted to open a coffee shop so did you guys see i I, nobody commented the 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 whistle stops for sale we could buy it Joe's never eaten at the whistle we just, stop. We just breezed by that, bro. You know, I, I know. I kind of hurt my feelings. But you you don't know the history, okay? And I can't believe you haven't eaten there. I, I mean, have not. I started listing off all the yummy things that they had food-wise. Man. All of it sounded delicious. Just oh. because I know no one that knows them or knows what the whistle stop is is listening to this <laughs> you most likely. Know. Well, you <laughs> never know. I just, yeah, it's very it, true. You never it's know. It's sad that it is closed right now. Um, but it's also sad that it's just not what it was in its heyday. It was 20 years ago. It was incredible. Yeah. What's, what's fun is we're from a, you know, a small town. So yeah. 20 years ago, there was a lot less food options here in Elizabethtown. Yeah. There and wasn't steak and shake, I think was the first <laughs> chain to come in wow. other than like McDonald's. Like not, yeah, yeah. A not McDonald's thing. Yeah. And I remember, uh, like Fazoli's was early. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I remember like going, being able to go to whistle stop, like that was a, Ooh, it's Saturday. Let's go to Whistle Stop. Nice it's a, you know, it's a it's it's in a really historic downtown, mm-hmm. uh, small little town outside of uh, of our small town, and uh, you know, just good. good yeah, I mean, I, and food. I geek out over it because I, I that my first job was at a restaurant right across the street, which the whole town is a main street, and that's it. It's Main Street yep. USA. There's a railroad track that runs right through the center of it, and on each side of the yep. railroad track, there's a restaurant. Yep. And I worked at the one across the street. And my best friend's mom worked at the, the at the whistle stop. And just growing up there, I would work, and then I would walk around. The place is nothing but 
little boutiques and uh, antiques. Yeah. The the entire yeah. town. The at one point in time, it was the largest non-sanctioned antique show in the country. It's, it's still it's up still there. huge. Yeah, it's and it's ridiculous. huge. So people from all over the country come to set up shop on Glendale Days for the weekend. And I want to say that forty thousand. Oh yeah, people, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I'm I, given insane. When in, a, I, in a town that probably numbers. 5,000 population, yeah, if that, that. maybe yeah. 3,000. Yeah. So anyway, it was just the, the rest, that restaurant's been there for years. It's on so many best of lists around the country. And now the, the current owners who bought it from the original owners, uh, are, have put it up for auction because they shut down when the, uh, pandemic yeah. happened with the hopes of reopening this month uh, and they just, have decided yeah. to retire. I'm afraid that's... Joe doesn't one. care. He's like, I haven't eaten there. No, I, I care. don't care. I, I, I don't care. even know where Glendale is. <laughs> no, I care about small businesses closing. That's 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 yeah. what I take away Especially from that. Especially for that, that, for that town. Like yeah. that's, it was just kind was of one of those... Like people would people drive over people there would to go... go yes, people but go that's the cool thing. That place has, a, has enough history and enough... I mean, yeah. I, I remember even the depot, the place I worked, people would come there. I had people that would come eat there who drove hundreds of miles and... Once a month, they would make a trek there, and That's someone crazy. with the money and the heart to pick that place up and run with it, yeah, it could be yeah, great. I mean, it, make the whistle stop great again. Hey, if there's somebody, <laughs> if there's, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> acronym, what would that be? Wow, yeah, let's not go there. I don't even know how we get on that subject, but let's talk about some changes, disruptions in 2021. That's right. That's right. It's a, so it's a big deal. Yeah. Big deal around here. Yeah. So kinda, all right, let's sort of maybe let's, let's talk about um, let's talk about what happened in the news this week. And the first thing I want to talk about is Stadia. So uh, if you are uh, into Google or cloud gaming at all, I'm sure you read saw at least several articles by pretty much all the top publications talking about Stadia. And there were a couple good takes and there were a couple not so good takes, in my opinion, um, and uh, yeah. yeah, and and so let's 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 clear the air. Let's let's talk about what actually is probably going on, and well, I mean, it's it's a bit speculative, I guess. Like, yeah, but, and I think know. that's the big takeaway, and we'll discuss the different viewpoints. But Stadia from the start had a lot of critics. Stadia still has a lot of people sitting on the sidelines waiting for it to fail. Uh, Google is known for starting and not finishing a lot yeah. of things yeah and it's kind of their thing actually. yeah it is i mean it's <laughs> kind of I, I googled that i googled it up and it's kind of a synonymous but people are expecting stadia to either fail or google just to give up on it and that it seemed like stadia had finally gotten into a place where it was getting some respect from the gaming and and the cloud community and all of that and then they made this change that is potentially big how big it is, we we won't know for a while, but the naysayers came out in full force. Yeah, exactly. But it was, there's it was a, fuel to their fire. You know? and, and, you know, and that's fine because who knows? Google, six months from now, could just be Google and say, eh, we're done with that. Who knows? It's Google. They'll do what they want. But there's no real evidence to support that they're just walking away from stadia or that it's just going to be scrapped. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's talk about the news. What, what, what came out, what did they say and why did people kind of take it one way or the other? So one of the, the good takes, uh, 
was from Ryan Hager over at Android Police. And then uh, I think this this was published today. Let's see. No, it's February 1st. I just just saw it today. Um, was it was a very similar good take uh, from, let's see who wrote this at The Verge. This is Sean Hollister. Um and so he links over to the, the announcement. So an announcement went out on the keyword. So let's start there. Uh, and Phil Harrison wrote it and basically said, hey, we're winding down our in-house gaming studio that to this date hasn't produced anything. Uh, they've made mention before of how game production is ever increasing in cost. Uh, it's ever complex. Um, and that's been kind of their, their reasoning for not getting games out thus far. They have helped, uh, from what I understand, bring things like Krata uh, to Stadia. It's not their game, but they helped. Uh, and there's a couple other games as well that they helped get uh, onto the platform. But they didn't create those games. They didn't build those they games. Didn't, they didn't make them from scratch. <laughs> they helped right. transition them, so, basically. So when you, when you see this on the ground uh, uh, right, at, right at the beginning and you hear that statement, it's pretty easy to draw some conclusions to, oh, we'll see, things are going terribly here because in the gaming Told world so right because in the gaming world like exclusives are important it's an important piece of the, the puzzle ryan hager's take i i liked so much at android police because he likened the whole thing to uh netflix for instance so netflix came out everybody and their brother used netflix everybody watched stuff on netflix people talked about netflix being the thing that could replace television all sorts of shows were on there and you could just watch all kinds of things well look at netflix now compared to what netflix was Netflix now has only a handful of those streaming things and a ton of its original content. Right. Why? Because the people that own the content that they were allowing to stream on Netflix realized we can do the Netflix thing on our own, cut the middleman out, and just deliver our content directly to the people that want right. to watch it. Exactly. Money's better, product's better. Yada yada. It's worse for end consumers because now we're like, oh, do I sign up for Peacock or Hulu or <laughs> Netflix? Discovery or? Plus or Yeah. It's just like, like there's a new pick. one every day. You know, everybody wanted a la carte television. Well, you got it. And it hey, sucks. Discovery Plus is the bomb, by the way, for <laughs> the price. It? The value is just incredible. <laughs> Have you signed up? Do you try are you No, I'm we're on it. Absolutely. On it. Yeah. We watch a lot of crime. Was like, I'm in it. Yeah, we watch <laughs> a lot of true crime and uh oh, yeah. Discovery has ID, HLN, oh, all of those, nice. plus some other food stuff that we watch. And it's seven bucks for ad free, yeah. and they and they're doing original con. If it were just the shows that I can get off Comcast anyway, but they do, they have like fifty five thousand original titles coming in the next year, like shows and stuff that they do. So, yeah, because they're a they're a studio. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean, right. Basically. And, and that's what everybody's moving to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody's realizing like, oh, that's the way. And consumers are slowly realizing, oh, that's the way this is going to shake out. That kind of sucks, but. It is yeah. what it is. And you realize real quick why cable companies have, you know, they've taken advantage of certain things, sure, and they're they're probably deeply evil. Uh, but why it's not just so simple to be like, oh, let's just offer cable for free. Well, no, you can't do that because all these people own this content and they right. want their cut too. That's so, why YouTube TV has tripled and doubled in price in yeah. the yeah. last year and a half. Yeah. Exactly. It all boils down to syndication and all yeah. these I mean, other. There's, there's a lot going on. Next things. big idea, new start a new cable company. I'm that in. has subscription <laughs> packages. So you have a subscription <laughs> subscription. 
Uh, yeah, double yeah. subscription. So you That'd all like, apart your subscription. You're like tier two has Discovery Plus. Oh boy, uh, Netflix. It's basically bundling it. But for here's you. the yeah. here's the issue. The reason that won't work uh, and will never work is the same reason it won't work on like YouTube TV because all of these cable companies are conglomerates with one another, and so it's like uh, yeah. you can't have me without having all of my ugly stepsisters. Right. Like you got to have all this stuff together, and it, you don't want any of that content. We understand, but we're all in the same boat. So <laughs> if you have, want, you yeah. want the shiny one you got to have all the yeah. ones you don't want to and so it it that's just the way it is yeah. there's no getting around it if you want a la carte cable great cancel your cable subscription choose the services you want get it's it pro- get we're it. probably three years away from literally every group Major, of channels yeah. having their own streaming service like it's not they don't they don't need to rely on someone else's back end anymore it's right. it's all there if they want to do it and you're seeing it like FX has one now. I think yeah. Fox has one now. But like, how cool is it though that one. that content has moved so far forward? Netflix is producing a ton of great content, and that's because they have the backing of the service that they already offer. Because you look at these smaller uh, cable and television networks that are independent or whatever, and they had they do produce some of their own independent stuff, like CW, for example. Yeah. You ever watch one of their shows? Yeah. It's not yeah. as great. It, it's, <laughs> All not, of them. it's not as good as Stranger Things. Right. And it's not and yeah, and it's it not, really wants to be though. You know, it's not a dig on them. It's just you do resources. with what you have. Yeah, if you don't have resources. the resource Netflix has the resources to be a giant Hollywood studio without yep. being a Hollywood studio. Yep. Yeah. So By the way, quick quick note. Uh, I am listening to a podcast right now. It's on the Tim Ferriss show uh, with Mark. Rudolph Randolph. Oh darn it! I knew I was going to forget his last name. Basically, uh, co-founder of Netflix. Oh yeah, you're okay. Yeah. And it is phenomenal. And he he has a book. I bought it yesterday. Um, and it's, it's called uh, That Will Never Work. And it's just about his. It's a memoir, basically, about his experience as an entrepreneur and everything. So, quick, 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 quick shout plug out to that. There. Yeah. Check it out. Not sponsored content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so so you you see streaming media. In this, in this case, moving to that model. And it's when you look back at it, it's like, yeah, it's inevitable. Of course that was going to happen. You know, right. like, of course, like when we look at streaming music where it is now, of course that was going to happen. Like yeah. they had to wrangle it somehow, and this is how it got wrangled. Uh, and so at Android Police, they made the, the, same, um, the same play, basically the same argument for Stadia saying, okay, well, if, if Stadia is, you know, this place where all these publishers put their game, well, what's keeping publishers now from taking their stuff and going, well, we can host it ourselves. I mean, GeForce Now apparently does this a little bit. They white label some stuff for certain gaming uh, platforms. Sony's PlayStation Now thing that they did, mm-hmm. uh, they bought a service that did something similar to that that helped yeah. you. Uh, it's in the Verge's article. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the point is, eventually, uh, it's going to come to the point where all of these studios, these major studios, the Ubisofts and um, EAs of the world will just host their own servers and you, you'll go to EA.com and be like, I want to play Madden. Click the button and start playing. You know, oh, you need an EA account. Cool. I'll, I'll sign up. How much is it? Four bucks a month. You get to play all the stuff or for 10 bucks a month, you get all our games or whatever, you know, and it's going to piecemeal subscriptions to gaming services. And then these, these gaming places that make the, these uh, creators that, that build games then can just deliver them straight to the customers who want them instead of going, oh, well, how much are you going to charge me to put it on your platform and i got to rewrite it for what now? They, they can just write it and put it on their platform. And so exclusive content, because of that argument, 
is becoming more and more an important thing yeah. in gaming. Uh, and I didn't realize, I didn't think about it that way. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. The in, in-house studios, the stuff that you can only get on Xbox isn't just a selling point. It's a, it's a, a, a longevity thing. Like they've got to start building this stuff because the writing's on the wall here with streaming gaming. Like, Everyone knows eventually the bigger studios and eventually the smaller studios too are going to want to take their stuff and just host it themselves and allow people to play instantly uh, with with a Ubisoft account or an EA account yeah. or whatever account. And so when you look at it in that light, Google shutting down their their in-house studio is a big deal. Like it's that's not a good look. That's not something you're looking at going, eh, it's no big deal. It won't change the way Stadia works. I think it's going to fundamentally change the way Stadia works and what Stadia is. Um, and then both of these articles move to saying, look, it's clearly like uh, the, this one paragraph. Uh, they, they tell you, hey, go read the Phil Harrison's post. Are you back? Good. Did you see the part about how Stadia is now a platform for Google's partners? It's pretty hard to miss. Harrison brings it up no fewer than five times in only four paragraphs. Yeah. And all but the last paragraph, partners, not gamers, come first. And so Google doing what Google tends to do a lot of times instead of focusing on delivering something directly to consumers is maybe making a shift to say Stadia is going to be a partnership thing. That's where the questions begin. Like what, what does that look like? Because Stadia could stick around in its, in its current form. But here's, here's the reason I have to question like what it's going to look like. If Netflix said, nah, we're not making our own stuff. We're, we're just going to, People that need a place to put their stuff and don't have the back end to host it, we'll just keep doing that. What would Netflix look like right now? Oh, man, there wouldn't... Probably be out of business. A, yeah, it'd be a weird service. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't there, even there's, know. Like, there's a handful of shows on there still that gosh, either, you know, they've got licensing Almost everything I watch to. is Netflix original now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think like a year and a half, two years ago, every month at the beginning of the month, I would check and see what's new on yeah. Netflix. We don't do that anymore because most of the stuff we want to stream that's not Netflix content, we already have it from... Via something else. Disney Plus yeah. or Peacock or whatever. So, yeah, that, you're right. And so when you start thinking about it through that lens, it, it's a bigger... Because at first I was like, who cares? Stadia's not going to make their own games. Whatever. You know, no big deal. I'm not a huge gamer, so I'm not looped into some of this stuff. But I was like, you know, I get it. Xbox and PlayStation have exclusives and that helps keep people tied into their ecosystem. That's fine. But if Stadia's a place where they can play both of those games, anyway, who cares? You know, it's cheaper, it's easier, all that kind of stuff. But this is a bigger deal, I think, um, than I initially thought it was going to be. Uh, and it, it does mean, I think, that it's not just, is Stadia going to go away or stick around? I think it's going to stick around. I think if they focus on white labeling and and for right now, look, think about gaming industry and, and, and gaming studios. A lot of these gaming studios that make, especially independent studios, they don't have the resources to go host instant play games online. So... Google has, I think, years built in right now to be a whitelisted or white-labeled, uh, you know, service for that type of thing. So they they become the Netflix of games, you know, just like anything else, and they can serve as that. Like, hey, you can't afford to host this on your own. We'll help you do that. Like, we'll help you get your stuff on our platform, and we'll be that place. I just think long term, I don't know that that's a sustainable thing. As, as the technology for streaming games just becomes more... I mean, think about where it's come in just two years. Two years ago, you couldn't even have dreamt about playing a AAA title in any decent fashion. Now there's multiple ways to go I mean, and we, do it. We sat and played Madden on 
what was that yeah. Tuesday or whatever? Yeah, and just grabbed the controllers and played. It yeah. didn't even like it wasn't like I was sitting there thinking like, wow, oh, this the, is so good for lag, Stadia. Yeah, the lag is so good. It's like no, they're I they've, forgot. Just we're sitting and playing. We like, might as well been playing yeah. on Xbox or PlayStation, and yeah. that's that's a testament to what Google's built. Like the technology, the technology, is great. the back end is right. what's important. And of course, Google figured that part out yeah. and couldn't figure out <laughs> the, the, how the to deal with side. other humans. Yeah, the consumer you know? side, and that's that's Google not being a. Uh, a great consumer company and being a really great engineering company. And that that's indicative of a lot of things Google does. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we all hoped that would be different with Stadia, but the, the truth is if, if I'm going to give my take on it, I would say Stadia as, as it stands right now, probably only has a shelf life of a few more years uh, to do what it's doing right now, because eventually just like with streaming media, the, these, most of these companies are going to take their own stuff and they're just going to have their own streaming thing. Now, for Stadia, as far as a business proposal, like if they're the ones, if they sign a deal with EA and they sign a deal with Ubisoft and they sign a deal with, like, yeah, I keep going, Activision. I'm trying to pull up the handful of <laughs> gaming studios I actually know. That's Blizzard, Id. right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> um, Why but not? It, they start signing on all these guys, uh, all these big studios, and they're the ones that provide the back end for them to do their thing. Then Stadia lives on in that way from yeah. a technological standpoint. I just don't know how that business model fuels something that general consumers are going to go take part in. I don't know it's that like, it does. Or or if I go to Activision to play my game, I log in and a big splash screen powered by Google Stadia, you know, yeah. comes up and I realize like I only want to play the games that are powered by Google. I don't know. Like but it's and, it's going to be different. And one hundred percent I could I could see it. I'm not saying it is, but I could see it going that way because did you see Google's cloud business lost five billion dollars last year and it's thriving, it's growing exponentially, but maybe they maybe they're like, Hey look, Stadia is a great thing. We can market it to these companies and we can get our get our numbers in line for our cloud business because Google lives in that. I mean, that's what they They're are. They're great at servers. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The more we talk about it, the more I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. it's funny. I mean, Google is really good at, at being innovative, right? And, and creating new technology, like you said. And maybe at the end of the day, like maybe they just don't care about making this a long-term viable business. Maybe they literally just wanted to show Here's what cloud gaming could look like. Here's the We're problem. not going to worry about like maybe or maybe they realize that over time. Like maybe over the past year, they started to realize right. Eh, we're probably not going to be able to make our own games. But I, I think I think Google it does that with a lot of stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of Gosh. stuff. They your just phone kinda, is, your phone is like every time you say Google, I know. Uh, it keeps, <laughs> keeps wanting to talk. Not to even me. A, not, there wasn't even a hey on that. I one. know it doesn't care. Nope. <laughs> it does um, not care. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think if I pause, Google. Yeah, see, it didn't light Good up. Job. I think they they do that with a ton of stuff. I think Stadia was a place where they kept saying they weren't going to do that, and they're clearly doing that. And and I imagine in my brain, I imagine these these board meetings happen, and higher ups are just like, "Look, this is bleeding money, and you all have poured. You've you've maxed out your budget on marketing. You know, people know about it. It's it's out there, and clearly the model's not working. So either transition to something else." Or we're shutting the doors. Sorry, <laughs> figure it out. You <laughs> I mean, know, that's and, true. and and I'm sure that they scrambled and came back to them and said, "Hey, look, what if we went this way?" And they went, "Yeah, we'll give it a shot." So make an announcement and start making the move because we're we're done we're done wasting money. Like it, that sounds harsh and all that kind of stuff. But like at the end of the day, it's this is business. Like they have to look at their bottom line and go, "It's not working." Like it is working from a functionality standpoint. 
it's just not working yet from a consumer standpoint. And again, in five more years, yeah. it may be to the point where they figured out, you know, better video codecs that than we have now. So they're not eating so much data up or data caps finally go away in the United States or whatever. Like there's a couple little hangups that are still there. 5G is fully rolled out, for instance, right. and now I can play Stadia. I don't even have to think about it. Like I have gig internet everywhere I walk. I don't even have to think about you know connection speeds. Like there's some of those hamstrings that I think we're going to look back at, at this point in streaming it's gaming and be early. like, remember when we were doing that and we couldn't do this and we yeah. thought this was a thing, and because it's it's going to take over. It is like it's good enough now to replace for most people uh, a general gaming general rig. Gaming, yeah. And so the fact that it, we're already to that point when we had no options just a couple years ago tells me that we're not far from it becoming the standard. There's some kinks that have to be worked out. I just don't know that Stadia in its form will exist at the end of that path. And I'm okay with that. Like I, I, I do wish Google would have just positioned it as like, hey, we're trying this thing and we're gonna we're shooting for the moon, yoo-hoo, and maybe we won't make it. But they acted like we're in this for the long haul, and they're still saying that now. But yeah, you're in it for the long haul to license your tech to other companies. Right. That's it, a different thing than what you said. And the said real at the crappy beginning. part about it is that from a from a user standpoint, Google has done something with Stadia that they have failed to do with pretty much every other service that they have. The community is huge. Their social channels are amazing. I mean, they interact. I mean, that it's funny. There was a tweet a few weeks back where. You YouTube tweeted something about XCloud, X something. They were tweeting something about some other service, and Stadia tweeted back at YouTube like, <laughs> uh, "Hey guys, oh, we're, we're here. Yeah. You know, we're part of Google too." And it's like that th- they built this really cool thing, and maybe it was just accidentally. But uh, and, and you know, another thing that a lot of people haven't talked about, uh, we talked about it, I think at one point, and I saw one other article like mention it in a couple sentences somewhere at some point along the way. Like what would it look like if they took this technology and also leveraged it for enterprise stuff? I know. What if they, instead of messing with um, parallels on a Chromebook, what if I just logged into a Stadia server that had a windows PC running on it and, and served up individual applications just like Stadia does in a very like quick and swift way with zero lag and zero understanding that I'm running this anywhere else. It's just when that window pops up, it's technically like a stadia window, just like when I click and play a game and I click Microsoft word, it opens that thing up and logs into word. And I'm, I'm just, I'm doing these things and it takes care of some of those enterprise woes without even dealing with the whole, like, Oh, we got to have a core I five or 10th gen. Like forget about all that stuff. Like it, it's just part of the Google ecosystem. Like you need, you need a powerful video editor. As long as you got enough bandwidth to get your stuff into the cloud. Cool. Here you go. There's here's a server with uh, you know DaVinci Resolve or whatever on it. You know, or if you want some Mac servers, you know we can do that too or whatever. Like they could get creative with being the absolute best enterprise solution for VPN type stuff because they've proven it with Stadia. Like you're dealing with this, so much processing power yeah. to run these games. The the games that are running in Stadia, you know, is is complex as what we do with you know video editing. It's laughable compared to pushing these games and being able to have, you know, millisecond level response times. Real time. And the, pro- the problem usually with VPNs is you, you don't get logged in, you get all set up, and, you know, there's pointer lag or whatever you type, and it's a little laggy. And, you know, the, the other hiccup for us, like, 
you know, from a working perspective is, you know, how do I get these huge files uploaded? But right. really, honestly, that wouldn't be that huge of a deal either. Like I make edits in Wii video and I've got to upload video too. Like you, you would have to do it and it would be part of your workflow that would slow you down. I yeah. get that. But, and it's not mobile, you know, if we, it, for us, like, you know, if we went to New York and we're at a hotel, we need to edit video. Like, Oh, I got to upload this, you know, 500 gigs of, of data. Well, that kind of screws stuff up for us, yeah. but in the right circumstances, 5G video. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but video editing works in that way, but I'm not even talking about just video editing. I'm just talking about some of these legacy type applications that we haven't got on Chromebooks yet that you may not want to have a license for parallels or whatever. And other companies are doing right. VPN stuff and they're doing it pretty good. And that's but a, Google's got yeah, the stuff clearly. To and do that's it the thing. Perfectly. I mean, Amazon, they're the king in this still. I mean, AWS is huge. You know, the, the minute the new Macs came out, a couple of weeks later, they had M1s on their servers for people to use. Google could do this easily. Do oh, this. I know. I mean, I you, know. whatever you want. They have servers set up for server type stuff, but they could deploy this kind of stuff and, and do everything. Google could do all of their own web hosting. They, Google could do all of their, their own uh, software hosting, whatever you want. Like Robbie said, you know, if you want to log in and as long as you've got the bandwidth to upload it, you can do videos. You can do whatever. Google has the the means to do it, but they already have the technology to do it. And they all right. Do we do we know anyone from the Stadia team? Have we ever talked to anybody from the Stadia team? Does uh, Michael know some people? No, Michael might have a connection. I don't we know. gotta we gotta get we gotta get somebody on the podcast. That's 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 what I also want to do in twenty twenty one is have more guests on the podcast. Like yeah. hey. All right, we're sitting here speculating about this stuff. Like, what's what, what's what's going what's on? What's your position? <laughs> Explain yourself, please. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be willing to just tell us everything. No, but they could help clarify. I think yeah. Like, yeah. some of the long term, you know, mission and stuff that obviously isn't going to go in a, a just a regular old press release. So, like, uh, anybody listening, shoot us an email info at chromebox.com. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as we're sitting there talking about this whole enterprise thing, I'm like. Who knows? I mean, as Stadia morphs into whatever it's going to morph into, you know, it, it it wouldn't have been a good look in year one if they're like, oh, by the way, we're also going to do some enterprise stuff and applications on Stadia. Maybe that was a bad look. But if they're slowly but surely going to end up basically white labeling themselves out as a back end provider for streaming stuff, well, why not throw some applications in there? Absolutely. You know, and hey, we've got a couple of configurations. Here's our beast mode windows configuration here's our beast mode intel mac and our beast mode you know uh apple silicon mac pick pick whichever configuration you want you know add your licensing stuff so that you can have your applications and here you go it's all here for you and you know it'll be some work to figure that stuff out but they they've already done it with stadia so like when you click a game in stadia you don't see a server running and you know windows and all that stuff you the little splash screen comes up, and then you're and in you're the in. game. Same thing. Like, it, I click the whatever application I wanted to run, and then I'm in the app in a window. That would be dope. Yep. And then just it's ones and, it's and zeros. Just, That's all it is. This isn't just for Chromebook <laughs> simple. users. It's simple. Somebody just build it already. But think about it. It's not just for Chromebook users. Imagine no, I mean, it's anybody. Windows laptop Absolutely. users that have old old Windows laptops that can't run whatever. Oh, cool. I'll just I'll rent my computer from Google, and. I mean, it, while we're talking about this, I mean, heck, that that's even more reason for Google to push Chromebooks, and so you don't you don't need any of that stuff. Like, if you need Windows, cool, it's all up in the cloud, basically. Yeah, it's and all there. We've we've provided it. We got it. We got it for you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, 
and I think it would be a useful uh, uh, thing to do with everything they've built with Stadia. You know, because because the, they've figured out they have figured out <laughs> the latency, the and, latency and and responsiveness like that part's done. Mm-hmm. And this this is much less. We're asking you to push much less across that bandwidth. You know, because when you're talking about like a document or something, most of that stuff still. Well, these video codecs are smart enough to realize, oh, that's not moving. I don't have to redraw and resend that part. I can only redraw this little part over here that's moving and send that frame instead. So. They're smart enough to realize that stuff. Well, guess what? Most of your office stuff is way more boring than 3D video <laughs> games. So it, it wouldn't take that much. Like, it would be way less load uh, on those servers. They have the ability to do it. It's just, you know, will they? And maybe this this finally gives them the ability to go, ooh, now we can do that and maybe, not look bad. Maybe it's the master plan. Like, this is all part of the... <laughs> Like, they just needed like, a reason like, to get these servers online yeah, let's to do get, something. Let's get people <laughs> using Chromebooks. Let's start this video streaming service. How can we do that? Oh, let's do it with games. Oh, did did, I, did either of you watch Linus's video to the end? I didn't watch I the watched whole it. thing. I haven't yeah, watched it yet. That right at the end before he gives his second plug for nice hash. Is this this is about Chromebooks. It's about Windows. parallels. Okay. On, yeah. It, it like it goes to black and white and it zooms in on his face and he talks about he's like this is the master plan. Like he's specifically saying, you know, he, he, he's pretty much giving Google, Google some attaboys, which he never does for Chrome OS. And he's like, he was m- nice about the pixel book though. Pixelbook yeah. He Go, was. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. He just, uh, yeah, he hates the keyboard and <laughs> he finds Chrome OS to be mostly useless. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and, he hates for, the and, for, and for that type of person <laughs> that is very like into Absolutely. that is very into that sort of work and and building computers and and all that sort of stuff, yeah, Chrome OS probably isn't for him, and that's fine. Yeah, no problem. It's for us. It's for me. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take that lane, bro. All right, uh, let's take a quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back to talk about some cool hardware. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as promised, we're gonna dig into some some cool hardware stuff, uh, which is fun. I'm so excited, hardware is coming. Oh yeah, <laughs> this makes it's, me happy. It's ready to, <laughs> I, I think in the next couple of months, like uh, it's it gonna be a regular thing. Yeah, because you know, pandemic and all that stuff. Like it just kind of fell off a little bit in 2020. We expected that, and we made um, we got very creative with the YouTube videos that we made, which was fun. Like and, yeah, it was cool I'm, to to push ourselves. But I'm so happy to be filming some. Like we did a review for the first time in. A, a while, minute. yeah, and it was fun to just get in that zone and get B-roll shots and do like, and it's it was a I forgot how much work it is. It is, a and lot. Uh, especially like scripting has helped us a ton. But it's yeah, the still, A-roll we knocked oh, out that in was thirty minutes, no big but, deal. But imagine back in the day, whenever we would sit down and film for, I mean. Well, sometimes a roll would take an hour, hour and a half. Hour, yeah, uh, of just trying to figure out the script and working through. Well, not script, but you figure mess, out right, the messaging. Mess something up, like did what I, did I did say? I, wait, did I say that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't uh, paying go back, attention. Let's do it again. <laughs> I always, I would always be like, dude, I wasn't paying attention. I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the audio. Yeah. So, anyway, listening to you. Yeah, yeah new, new scripting. Hard. Scripting is. Uh, 
definitely beneficial. New new hardware is exciting and reviews are coming, folks. So if you're a hardware person and you like new hardware, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> so we need to make it, speaking of this first device, we should make like a little video about that, like just a, a kind of reaction type thing, an announcement video, since those seem to do well when we didn't have yeah. like hands-on yeah, stuff. We could just do like a, like kind of like what we did at CES for those devices. So I'll, I'll let you talk about it because you, you, you wrote the article. Yeah, uh, we got an email from uh, a reader and they said, hey, uh, I found this and uh, a couple different uh, websites and not finding much on the internet about it. And I was like, hey, I wonder what this is. So <laughs> I always like that. <laughs> so I start clicking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is like a whole new thing. It's a whole new device. And this happens from time to time, uh, especially overseas. A lot of times we'll get a, a leak that will show up from uh, you know an accidental posting on on random places that sell you know tech stuff. Um, it's no different than like over here. A lot of times, like uh, what's what's the uh, Adorama uh, camera yeah. will yeah. leak them sometimes, and some of these random sites will put up like oh this they have it listed for whatever price. Like you can't take the price into consideration honestly because no. you just don't know. Yeah, it's ne- and it never translates anyway. I mean. Yeah, for the overseas ones yeah, at all. Yeah, it's just, there's no telling. What's like this one's listed here. at 449, 449 pounds, including VAT. And so it's, it's just like, like. Who knows what the U.S. retail is going right, to be. Right, <laughs> right. Plus there's, and people never really even think about this, there's there's different pricing involved in different countries because there are certain tests that have to be, certifications right. that have to be met. So the price the price changes. It's yeah. never uh, dollar dollar for dollar. So this, uh, presumably, the all the listings for it right now are the, the Asus Chromebook Flip. CM three thousand. Kind of hope they change the name. I, clunky. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> like Asus Chromebook flips fine. Like they've got a bunch of flip. They've got a bunch of flip stuff. But just but CM three thousand. Where the other numbers come from? Sounds like a totally Terminator. Random. Totally random too. Yeah. Like they. It have never a- crossed my mind until just now. We've been clamoring for a decent one hundred and one successor. There you successor. go. Successor. Wow. Successor. Yeah. Successor. This is why not even this better one hundred two. Yeah, well, this and, is detachable, and they have a perfect numbering system with their other devices, or a decent one at least. <laughs> they'll yeah. be, they're they're probably going to say it's not the same size. That's why, because it's ten point five. Yeah. But I think they yeah. could still do one hundred. Do one hundred five. Call it the one hundred five. Yeah, perfect. C one hundred five. So yeah, talk about uh, like, this thing so looks yeah, awesome. CM three thousand. You know, uh, microwave for <laughs> the future. Uh, but <laughs> no, they. But think uh, Lenovo Chromebook Duet, uh, maybe a little refined. So internally, same thing. So still MT8183, uh, so the same processor, uh, 4 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. Like, that's all the same. I wish it had 8 gigs of RAM, but yeah. for this type of processor, it really, this, it completely makes sense. So it's not going to blow anyone's mind with performance. It's going to have the exact same performance, actually, as the, as the Duet. However, you get a half an inch larger screen uh it's the same aspect ratio so it's 16 by 10 uh same uh, uh resolution 1920 by 1200 um so those things are the same it looks like the panel from what we can tell again these are early statistic stuff this isn't from asus so grain of salt uh, go, uh goes a long way here but we found one listing that shows it at 320 nits which is going to be good like i'm looking at the pixelbook go right now it's a 300 nit ish screen It'll and it's okay. plenty yeah. bright That'll be, uh, that'll be fine. it's it's not going to be great outdoors or something but you know like the duets 400 nits and it's not great outdoors either like if you want an outdoor viewing it needs to be in like the 800 nit yeah. kind of thing and most chromebooks are not going to be that but you know it, it's going to handle itself well <clears> in 90 percent of your lighting situations um was it 
it was over 100% sRGB. Yeah, it? it was like 120. So it's going to be color accurate. Um, obviously, IPS kind of screen. So uh, the dimensions of it look like it's going to be almost the exact same thickness as the Duet, which is great. Uh, and about like it's 0.16 pounds more than the Duet, which it's going to be a little bit bigger. So think, think Duet. The, the handleability, the thinness, the lightness, this colorful screen, all that kind of stuff. What was the what was the uh, what's the iPad Mini that you have? What size Mini is I've it? got is a seven point nine inch. Okay, which one am but I thinking the, about? That's the the, the, I, the, the newer iPad Pros, not the the Max or yeah, whatever they call it, big one. Right? Uh, they're ten point five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be in that range. Uh, the R Surface Go is a ten point five. I was thinking Surface Go. So we because I was, Go I was in the thinking office. about. Remember, we had something it in there. We were pretty darn close. Yeah, we were playing around with it. And we we're like, oh, it's going to be this size. That's yeah. what it was. It wasn't it's, your. It's your, got some your Surface iPad. Go vibes. You have the uh, mini. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and the bezels aren't completely tiny. It looks like they're maybe a little bit larger, probably than the. Uh, than the duet, which is fine, honestly. It it gives you something to hold. Yeah, on you to. don't need <laughs> to me like with with tablets. You don't want no bezel. Like you sometimes have to hold it, <laughs> right? Yeah, because then you're constantly touching the right interactive so part of the display. Enough. You don't want it to be egregious, but you want a little bit. And it looks like from the from the photos, and they're they're on the website. You can check them out. Uh, it, it just looks it just looks good. Like there's nothing about it. You're like, oh god, look at those chunky bezels. So you I think see it that right there? Match. Oh no, that's for the Pogo Pen. It uh, says it has a headphone. Yes. So yes. yes, there's a headphone jack on it. Great. Um, again, low end devices shouldn't require Bluetooth accessories. That's just a no go. Uh, but a single USB Type C and a, and a headphone jack, which is awesome. Um, from what we can tell in in commits, all the other Kukui devices, which is the baseboard that this is modeled off of, uh, all have the MUX required uh, to interface with a USB Type-C port the right way so that they can output an external display the way you would expect from a Chromebook. Uh, I will not rant about that, but that was a super huge aggravation to me with the, the original Duet that they just decided did not they, to put that piece in. Did they specifically say this one will have it? They did or not, but I think... That since I'm making some assumption on what device this is yeah. based on... Uh, it should be Kakadu, uh, which is the only that's other right. Kukui device that, that yeah. I've found that's a detachable um uh, and it it i believe it has the i think every every single other <laughs> kukui device has the mux some reason built in it lenovo just um i'll have to do some research did they ever tell us out. why i, I don't want to get you ranting no. here, but they never told us why no. specifically nope. did and they it. just covered it under marketing stuff as if like well that's just not what this chipset does and yeah they just pawned, they just yeah they just pawned it off on the chips on media yeah. basically you know, whatever yeah. Yeah. and i'm sure media Tech's like look it. we said if you just put that mux in there yeah. it works like it just put the thing in but you know they they obviously I mean Lenovo did a good job of, of cutting price. some corners and the keeping price, price down. Was so awesome! Uh, I don't know that much. this will be that cheap. Uh, ASUS doesn't have a track record of being the most affordable. So, <laughs> no. Um, whereas worth, the the Lenovo is three hundred bucks with the keyboard. This is coming with a stowable stylus, so the stylus slides into the device itself. So recharging USI stylus. Um, the back. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a USI. It seem, I think it has to be, or at least has, has to support. To uh, the screen has to support USI. It could be an EMR stylus, right. technically. Which, so it which, could which, is, which would be fine. I mean, we can probably dig yeah. and figure that out. Again, Why? assuming it's cockadoo. We're let's, making a let's, lot of assumptions. I, I expect that article out this afternoon. <laughs> It'll probably happen. Asus. Uh, I'm writing it right now. If, <laughs> I, if I didn't think that the thing was so close to coming out, I would really be digging through all the stuff. But I'm like, if it's these listings are coming soon. up, yeah, this is probably a February release, I bet. You think like uh, $399 maybe then? That's where I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking 400 bucks because it's going to come with a detachable back kickstand thing. That somehow converts both ways? I don't believe that. <laughs> 
I don't believe. I the think pictures that, are right there. No. How do you not believe I, it? Because Photoshop. So think, I don't. You think though, if it, would it have had to been four ways. Yeah. Well, but but if there was, if there's just an a proper, have to have some sort of axes like. And I mean, yet they somehow managed to hide it perfectly. In that. Yeah. There's not a seam or crease on that it picture. It would have to be pretty... In the other direction. You would see a cross on the back of it. You would see both hinges. And then when you flipped out the bottom, technically there's a crease there, so that wouldn't be a flat piece unless no. there's some way that that locked in, right? Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be highly engineered, and that's not what this is going to be. So I, I feel like somebody photoshopped something the wrong way, and they put both photos up. That's what happened. They were like, they were like, oh, they were man. Like, yeah, in case you want to stand this thing up in, <laughs> in portrait like, mode for some reason. John, no. I, why would you want to do that? That's not what we were talking about. That's not the stand. Oh, but oh, as a, sorry, he's like, on, he's the, the graphic designer that's just like, no, but it, the gra- the photo looks so good, and they just it and made it, just, it onto yeah, the it just listing. Accidentally screen. made it in, uh, it, but who knows? Maybe they figured something out. That'd be great. Uh, from the pictures, yeah, it looks like the the kickstand back does a couple different things. So the Lenovo Duet, it, it pops a piece on, so there's a solid piece that's the size of the tablet, and then the kickstand itself separates from that back piece. So there's kind of two pieces of plastic. This one looks like it's the back slaps on probably the top part is the heavy magnet and the bottom just pulls away from the device, uh, which I have said that we need devices like this for a long time. I've made this point multiple times over cause I've messed with a Samsung that did this. And I was like, that's brilliant. Like there's it's, a, remember we were at Samsung's yeah. thing and it was a windows device. Yeah. And so the case that went on it, that was the keyboard. They did it opposite. So the top half of the case that wrapped around the tablet just, had a actuating hinge on it that you could just bend it down and it became the kickstand. I'm like, that's brilliant. Why <clears throat> why do I need a back cover and then a kickstand case on, on the back of that? Of that? Yeah. And so that should make the when the keyboard or the stand is on there, it should make it feel a little bit thinner. Because the you put the keyboard, the duet, and the back, I think it's chunky. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, anything that's gonna bring that down is will, will be good. Um, I forget what the cameras are. I want to say it's eight like and eight, two, eight yeah. two. So two megapixels of 1080p. So you're getting a 1080p webcam. That won't be too bad. Uh, eight megapixels on the back. Um, so uh, upgraded like, cameras. The pogo pins across the bottom look identical to the, yeah. to the Lenovo, which yeah. is not shocking. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what else with this thing? I don't think there's any other. No. You know, uh, it, it it definitely like I said, pen support, pens with it. Uh, and, and seen two different listings for storage. So yeah, there's a 64 and a 128, but, uh, but both with four gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wi-Fi five, but Bluetooth four. Yeah, um, and that's Whatever. you know that's that chip. That's the MediaTek chip. We we knew that uh, going in. So you know, I I think there's a lot of cool things that this device could do to basically, in my brain, clean up some of the messy parts of the Duet. Again, I don't want to knock the Duet. People love that thing and. Enjoy it's a it. great value for the price. Exactly, actually. it's for three hundred bucks. It's insane. Um, so if Asus can come in and get theirs at four, I think it's it's it would be worth the money. So a you're getting a larger screen, not a ton larger, still small enough to be a one-handed tablet, uh, but also large enough, I think, to help if you're going to work on it for any any extended period. Uh, Slightly larger bezels, slightly larger screen means more room for your keyboard. And th- we don't have any up-close photos of the keyboard. Just looking at it, it just looks less cramped. It looks yeah. more like a standard keyboard layout. And that's like, try to sit and type on the Duet, man, oh, it's terrible. For, for any extended period of time. Yeah, I mean, they it's took terrible. these keys all the way out to the yeah, edge. Yeah, the keys it's, are literally uh, hitting all the way to the edge of the from keyboard. From the side, it, lo- it looks very 
Mm. I mean, we could measure some devices and try to get an idea. Of Looks how very it HP X two ish. Yeah. Just to, so you know, I, obviously it's a little smaller, but we'll have to. That, that's a good idea. Maybe we can take the dimensions because I think that there's a list of the dimensions. See yeah. what they are on the uh, and uh, surface other, on the surface go. Like I wonder what that one across is like key to key on yeah. that one. We could probably do some things and come up with some stuff. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, is it backlit? Like, it's hard to tell. No, I don't think so. Um, and so, I mean, anyway, you're adding the stylus. Like the, the Lenovo works with the stylus, but this one has a place to put it. Uh, so that's a benefit. Uh, uh, more spacious keyboard, a little bit bigger screen, you know, and then the same performance stuff. And if, if I can dock it and, and when I need to That'll and extend the display, it's like this starts to become, for me, maybe a weekend warrior. For sure. Uh, this is the thing. I just grab this and take it home on the weekend and I you know, punch out an article or two. I can play some, uh, I can play some uh, Call of Duty mobile because the, it, strangely, it works really well on the, on duet. the duet. Um, and actually, they updated PUBG. PUBG's playable on it. It's not like, oh man, this is the best, but it's playable. Robbie's a PUBG yeah. snob though. He, yeah. he, <laughs> I need high frame <laughs> rates, HDR, like I want all the works, man. I, I do th- think <laughs> with this with this device, if it is going to push into the $400 range, this says no illuminated buttons, which I assume is a keyboard backlight, and that wouldn't surprise me because that thing looks crazy thin. Yeah. But I think if it's going to be 450 or more, they should have put a fingerprint sensor on it. I mean, this yeah. Lenovo tablet that we have laying here is a couple of years old, but I mean, it has a fingerprint sensor just built into the right where the home, where yeah. your home button would be. Yep. That would have been nice. But yeah. you know, like if they keep it down at the $400 range, there's going to be some concessions. I'm like, for sure. that's cool. Right. That's but, cool but for, for me, that. a tablet of that size that cause, cause like if I'm going to use it for, for consumption and it's going to live like on my, my living room table or whatever, and I'm constantly going to be using it yep. to read the news or this, that or whatever. Even if you use a pin number, it's just an annoyance to push uh, the button, sucks. wake the screen, do this, whatever. Just I, I like to be able to put my finger or my it, thumb on there and well, set it many times. The the slate in the morning, reading yep. my news and drinking my coffee is fantastic. Well, and it, I I wrote an article about this during the pandemic when I was messing with the Lenovo quite a bit. Like, why not just put the uh, pattern unlock on there like we have yeah, on Android on phones? phones? That's at least yeah. quick. Be, it's a gesture. Just pick yeah. it up and whoop, draw your little yeah. pattern and go. Like I wish yeah. they would. They no would one likes that. typing on a touchscreen. No, no, not a large touchscreen. And not Phones over and over again. Yeah, like it's, like it just. Yeah. yeah, but ultimately, this is I think a good step. Uh, I think it's going to be a good device uh, if it gets out pretty soon and the price is is decent. Uh, if they come out and are crazy and and put it at five hundred dollars or something, it's it's DOA. You know, like my yeah, because Asus that, also like Asus yeah. also is a bad habit of never discounting their stuff. I yeah, mean, right. even the like the four thirty six, the best it's been is a hundred dollars off, yeah. and it's overpriced to begin with. So, right. yeah, Asus is not have a good track record with four thirty four went on sale. A little yeah, it's, bit. It's always been like not, seventy bucks yeah, off it wasn't here and there, much, yeah. and it took forever yeah. for it to happen. Versus yeah. the Samsung and the HPs of the world that drop always. stuff. And Lenovo is good. I mean, oh, yeah. the fact that the the Duet ever went on sale to begin with Bonkers. was always shocking. Yeah, I mean, like, you can get it for two fifty right now. Like it seemed version, like it was yeah. on sale to start with. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I, I think it's a good refinement of the what Lenovo put together. They, I, my guess is, they probably wanted this thing out long before now. Yep. Uh, they probably ran into some of the pandemic stuff, uh, but they're going to get it out now. And 
you know, if they can gauge some of that stuff and figure some things out, then I think that can, you know, lead towards, hey, we're going to we're going to release a higher end model of this when that 8192 and then the 8195 are supposed to come out later in the year. The CM600. CM6047.2. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. you're exactly right. That, you know, that'll I, be cool. So we'll this see. is probably there. Hey, we had this in the works. Let's go ahead and get this thing out. See how it does. You know, get get some response back from the community of people that are going to use it, and then use that to refine the the next tablets we're going to make. But yeah. more tablets, the better. More detachables, the better. I don't think everything needs to be a detachable. I just like seeing new ones, uh, and I'm excited we about need, this. We one. need more options because clearly people were interested in them based oh on gosh. the sales of and the I, duets. So. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I think people Google stopped making tablets. People are like, "Oh, guess Chromebook tablets are no not going to be around anymore." Lenovo comes out with this affordable Boom. tablet. <laughs> And everybody loses their mind over it. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, maybe tablets are a thing again. Well, the way the industry works, it's not like they can just next week start releasing some new tablets. Yeah. And then it's like we, they got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and, and go, then, are and we then a make pandemic one? happens. So, right. Yeah, and so it's, I, I think we could off. see some, we'll, we'll see some more tablets yeah, by the end of so. uh, 2021. Some Snapdragons, yep. more MediaTek. Mm-hmm. Maybe not any, I don't, we're not seeing any more Intel mm. uh, tablets at this point. Not that we know That's of. That's totally fine. Yeah, one hundred percent. You use tabloid, but tabloids. Man, I cannot possibly <laughs> tablets for Android type stuff, and That's Intel true. just doesn't. Yeah, that is true, exactly. But yeah. man, their their new uh, some of the Jasper Lake stuff yeah. in a tablet would be pretty would dope. be pretty yeah, good. But yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't run Android yeah. very well. So let's switch gears and talk about uh, a device that I'm excited about. And Robbie put out an article this morning talking about his ex- excitement about this device. And I'm going to try to say the name the way it's written: uh, the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook Two. You gotta Chrome say Chromebook book two. two. Chromebook two. Chromebook, yeah, book Chromebook two. Chromebook two. Yeah. It isn't 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 it the Chromebook That's two. That's how they're marketing it's it. Chromebook but two. In which their, is funny. In their press materials they do separate the two off. Of do they? they? Really? they do. Because the they leak do. came out and we're like, surely to goodness that's not what they're doing. But then, <laughs> like, I think it's on the website like that. But one of their other devices, <laughs> the Galaxy like Book or something. At least, yeah. So, like the doc titles and stuff on their website, yeah. Yeah. right there, it's at the top of oh, their they splash did separate page. it, uh, but they have some marketing like pieces yeah. of material where they put the two right on. It's them. real weird, it's dumb, you yeah, know, it's so not weird, it's dumb. Chromebook 2, super dumb, yeah. Anyway, um, actually, their landing page they got rid of it totally, yeah. Maybe it was a misprint and it got printed, it, and they were just like, ah, just go with it. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll face that, it out. Yeah, that would, that would be such a Chromebook release thing to do. Like, <laughs> oh, that's they dope. had they had another. Yeah, you're right though. There was a Windows device that did the same thing. Look at that. That's uh on the Galaxy Book page. Yeah, they're putting the Chromebook both of them. is on there now. That's yeah. awesome. Anyway, the Galaxy Chromebook Two, Chromebook Two, Book Two, Book Two, Book Two, Ten Book Two. Yeah. We've talked about it. Yeah, so we, we knew it was coming. That's, yeah, we don't. We don't have to like regurgitate everything yeah. about this device. But uh, Gabe wrote uh, yesterday that yeah. it, it showed up on yeah. uh, Best Buy. And surprisingly, because every manufacturer is different, and we're dealing, we're still dealing with pandemic and production and all that stuff. But generally speaking, if they put a time frame out, it's usually near the end of the time frame. Some manufacturers, it's three months after the announcement date. Exactly. It just depends. <laughs> And Samsung said Q1, which technically we're smack dab in the middle of Q1. And remember, it was rumored, uh, I think Evan Blass, yeah. uh, his his rumor or his source said February. And so it was like, eh, maybe that'll happen. Yeah. And then they said Q1. It's like, well, t- yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. It's going to be March. It feels like <laughs> it's going to be February. Yeah, yeah because uh, it showed up. It's been on Samsung for a while. You can sign up for alerts, but it showed up on Best Buy. I was just looking through Best Buy yesterday like I do, and I was like, 
wait a minute, that's not the Galaxy. There it is. That's the Galaxy 2. And they don't have a release date on there yet. And Best Buy will update that. When it's closer to the release date, they'll show that release date. But it's coming soon right now, so you can sign up to be notified. But Best Buy doesn't usually put stuff on their site until you're inside of a couple weeks. couple weeks, yeah. I went back and looked at a few other announcements, and it's usually 10 days yeah, Ish. which I'm excited about. Uh, I'm going to reach out to our Samsung rep today, actually, and just say, hey, look, we've, we've seen this stuff. feels like it's ramping up. Can you Where is it? <laughs> can you just get us one uh, so that we can have it? I'm sure there's going to be an embargo date and all that kind yeah, of stuff. So. Also, just give us the release date. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be neat to know that. <laughs> but also uh, the device. Mainly the device, mainly actually. Mainly the device. And, you know, I wrote the article today because I've hinted at this a few times, and we've talked about this a little bit, but... Uh, you know, I've really had time to kind of think about it a little bit. And over the last week or so, I've been using the Pixelbook Go again, uh, more like a little bit at home. And um, I'm still reviewing the Lenovo C13. So, I, you know, I can't let myself just put it down. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not super excited about that Chromebook, unfortunately. I was when we first got it out, but man, using it, it's part of the review process. Um, just, just not real excited kind of buggy and kind of annoying to use and so it's nice to be able to put it down and like right now I'm looking at the Pixelbook Go. When you really like I mean you can you can still review a device but it, in a, like a crunch when you really need to get some work done it's fine to go grab a different device like it, that's yeah. not that's not taking away from your review process you yeah. know like. <laughs> and, and ultimately I, I try to push myself to use the review device so I can put it through whatever Yeah. Uh, but sometimes yeah, you especially gotta, on a device I'm not really caring about that much like that yeah. I don't like using I and like to buggy. give myself a break because if not, I would just be like, screw it. Let's do the review so I don't have to use this anymore. Right. Um, and then you get better. Yeah. Yeah. So Whereas I, now you can kind of like come back to it. And yeah. 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 Kind of fresh, fresh eyes. But, you know, with, with the Pixelbook Go, and I said this when we reviewed it, I've said it in articles since we reviewed it. Um, like I remember I pulled up an article today while I was writing uh, that I'd written, you know, like the when the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, when I was reviewing it, there's a period of time where I. I had to go back to the Pixelbook for something, and I don't know. There was something about the extravagance of the the Samsung that made me just appreciate the fine tuning and simplicity of the Pixelbook Go. And still, you know, it's been a year, almost a year and a half. We're coming up on. Uh, it'll be a year and a half in what uh, March uh, since it came out because it came out in October of 2019. I still open this thing up and love using it. Uh, I love the way it feels when I hold it. I love the way it looks on a table. I love typing on it. The trackpad's awesome. The screen, while not mind-numbing, is still great. It, it looks yeah, great. The screen it is. Just, it just it's, looks good. It's it's good. It's really it good. Works. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't. I don't. Screen. Yeah. I don't need the screen to, to to do magical things. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at what's your brightness at right now? Uh, about sixty. Yeah. I'm looking at it at about 160 degrees and. Like it's it's good, and and we're in a relatively bright room right now. Like the sun's kind of coming in right now, and I mean, I can I'm half blind and anyway, and it's, I mean, <laughs> it's still too bright if I crank it all the way up. And sure. it's not the brightest Chromebook, right? And it's not the highest res Chromebook, and it's not the coolest aspect ratio. It's a sixteen by nine, ten eighty p panel. I mean, classic. If anything makes classic you, Chromebook if screen makes you yawn, that yeah. makes you yawn. Thirteen point three inch full HD. Like okay, that's been around forever, and it's boring, but it does the job. It gets the job done. I'd love 16 by 10, but this is fine. And it looks good and it works. It's viewable off angle. Colors are good. Move on. The speakers are ridiculous. 
They're amazing. Uh, Some of I the best it. I've ever heard in a, any yeah. laptop, period. And I which forget. is insane. And then I come back to it and I turn it on. And I'm like, holy the, crap. The, the other day, we were, we were going back and forth on some oh, video. And the, you Lenovo, had the, the Lenovo C13 speakers are some of the worst speakers he, I've he, ever heard in we a laptop. Were, he was, it, Terrible. Uh, we were putting together a web story. And yes. you were <laughs> you had the Lenovo. I was playing it back so I could hear where, where uh, what I was saying so I could grab the right make B-roll the, and say, hey, make that cut. And, and it sounded so bad. And then you... And then you switched over yeah and it sounded like you were sitting like i can't see you because our monitors are in the way and it sounded like you were just talking yeah i mean that's how good these things are they're amazing so if you never heard the pixel book go speakers find one of the best buy or something and pull up a youtube video and just listen to them yeah little note to buyers if you're buying a new laptop and whatever laptop that is make up a manufacturer's name hp let's say yeah we'll we'll call it hp HP. HP. if they branded it with some fancy audio company's name it don't mean anything try it out i had the hp sitting in my lap yesterday or day before (laughs) this is the elite c1030 yeah this is the five thousand dollar chromebook It's not. It's this one is uh, $1,600. Yeah, $1, on sale. So right? HP, yeah, yeah. ever sale. since the HP 13, yeah. G13, 13G, yep. whatever it was. G, HP, HP Chromebook 13G1. G1, yeah. So their first premium, you know, yeah. where they've partnered with B&O, Bang & Olufsen, and they brand their stuff. Great. Awesome. Which is an amazing audio company. Yeah, amazing audio <laughs> company. Most of their devices have a full-length speaker grill across the top, so you just expect it to sound great. It's going to sound good. It's it doesn't nice. even sound good. It, it never sounds does. bad. This device that costs $1,600, the speaker grills are dead on the bottom. Yeah. They're not even on the side. They didn't even try to put they, them in a good position. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in the keyboard deck, I guess. I had it in my lap. Oh my god! It's terrible. It is horrible. Now you pick it up and it gets exponentially louder. And yeah, for meetings and, and stuff, crass. it's probably great. Man, it's horrible. I think I was like, "Have you all seen uh, Ryan Reynolds?" Is de- uh, Ryan doesn't know he's doing these videos oh now. My gosh, they are no. so hilarious. It's like Ryan doesn't know how. And the last one was how to do axe throwing. So he was doing practice. He just this random guy from some archery place. He got him on. Uh, video and he's teaching them how to throw axes. Of course, he puts Hugh Jackson's picture up. <laughs> Music starts playing and it literally sounds like I have a busted speaker in yeah. my lap. And yeah. I'm like, not good. Okay, one B and O, unforgivable. Shame, uh, shame on B and O for letting. Uh, I hope they paid them a ton of money. Yeah, I hope so because man, and it, it's shame on brand. HP for saying, hey, here's this ultra premium enterprise device. That you're going to use for three and four hour meetings every day for listening to this, for watching this and whatever. Here's your, here's your audio experience. Yeah, it's it's sad. Um, and it's the case with a lot <sighs> of Chromebooks, if we're being fair. Yeah, you're you right. Know? And so the right. Pixelbook Go sets itself apart in that way. It's, it's special um, for that reason. Matter of fact, I stayed home and wrote um, Monday or Tuesday morning and... I was, you know, kind of setting up, getting the, getting everything ready, and and getting my coffee, and I sat down, and I was getting ready to cast my music up in in to the Google Home, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna play it here, and, and you play. absolutely 100, percent and I, and I just sat there and listened and played and let the music play on my Pixelbook Go, and was happy as I'll get out. It was great. That's what I do with the slate, <laughs> and the, yeah, slate, the yeah. slate, the slate is the other the other one that's up yeah. there. That's like, man, I I don't know that there's 
many devices, small devices like iPad Pros, yeah. have that kind of like oh, yeah. stunning audio quality. Yeah. You're like, whoa, what? it's and happening. Like, How is this coming out of here? Stereo separation is crazy, especially yeah. when I'm I will it. give the uh, the duet props for volume. I mean, yeah, it's, it's loud. I, like I, I look at my That's kids real. and I'm like, put your headphones on, please, because they're watching Netflix. It's turned all the way up, and I'm like, yeah, you got you got to stop. It's loud. It, they're that's not high quality, but it's loud, it's loud, clear, which is for what they're doing. We're 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 speaker nerds. All right, let's we are on. audio <laughs> files, but for it's, sure. it's an important part of, of, oh, yeah, of this whole sure. discussion here because Samsung is saying all these things about, you know, 178% louder or fuller or better or whatever. I don't know. That until we hear it I which is which is crazy to say for a Chromebook. Like that's right. normally not they're you not touting talk, that sort no of stuff. No one talks about right. it. The 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 most excessive you get is HP putting yeah. B&O branding on the on the device and then they can just kind of move on. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm expecting some pretty good things. Uh, I hope it's good though, because 178 percent louder does not necessarily doesn't mean better. Equate equate yeah. to better because it just needs to be full. It just yeah. needs to sound good, and so it, it'd be cool if they if they do sound good. Um, and then you know the from the hands-on reviews that that we've seen, the handful of people that got up there for for CES to Samsung's thing, they said the build quality feels really good. It's not going to be as premium as the the original. It's just not. Uh, it's not as thin. The original was 9.9 millimeters. This one's 14.9. Uh, is it that thick? Uh, I think it's, or 13.9. It's 14 or 15 millimeters, which still in the realm of Chromebooks is not no. thick. Thin, yeah. I, I want to say that's about what the Pixelbook Go is. It's going to be a manageable device. Yeah, it's still yeah. going to be a thin, light device. Um, but there's now room for fans, and there's now room for a bigger battery. And you've put the 10th Gen Core i3, which we just ran a benchmark, Octane, 40,000 on a 10th Gen. Plenty of performance. And that's with 4 gigs of RAM. So now we've got 8 gigs of RAM here. We've got 128 gigs of internal storage, which is plenty for a Chromebook. Yes, we don't have a 4K AMOLED screen, which looks great. But 4K is absolute overkill on a 13.3-inch screen. I'm looking at a 13.3-inch 1080p screen right now at a regular viewing distance. I can't find a pixel on the screen. Now, if I get it... This is why we need video. Yeah, this would be great. <laughs> so it's about four inches from my face. Now I can see a, maybe a little bit of a pixelation thing there. But down here on the desk where it's going to sit and work from, I can't see that. So it at is that a point, laptop. it is a pointless <laughs> thing to have in it. Yeah. It would be pointless for this to be QHD. For sure. Uh, and so so you're going to get better battery from not having to, you're pushing around a quarter of the pixels that you had last time. Mm-hmm. AMOLED's beautiful. I love AMOLED. I think it's the best display type. Period. There's no question. The blackest of blacks. Like yeah. I mean, you're, it's, it's super amazing. contrasty, punchy, beautiful. It's wonderful. I I think it's great, but it does hurt battery at higher uh, at higher brightness, and it's expensive. It's just the way it is. So now we've got QLED, which Samsung has done very well for a few years now. You got QLED coming on this and that 1080p panel. I'm going to go and sell. I, I guarantee you, this will be a top five Chromebook display. Like, there will be few displays that are better than the display that will be on this device. So, you're going to have a stellar display. It's going to be better than the Pixelbook Go. You're going to have, hopefully, really good build quality. Again, I'm, I'm comparing it to the Pixelbook Go because I feel like it's the same philosophy. It seems like from the hands on stuff so far that the keyframe is going to be good and quiet and clicky, which leads me to believe it's probably the same keyframe from the original if it's got the same trackpad in it. Much better speakers. It's still convertible. It's still USI pen input compatible. The processors, trust me, it's plenty fast. And you're not going to have to worry about figuring out whether you're going to be like a beta user for all the new bugs that will happen in, in 
Tiger Lake 11th gen processors, you start looking at it from that perspective instead of trying to pix- like pixel peep the, the display and look at spec sheets and you or, know, or turn your nose up Or just compare it directly to the Galaxy, like the original Galaxy. Like, yeah. Think of this thing on its own. Yeah. Right, yeah. because <laughs> Samsung could have went the other direction and completely refined the Galaxy and right. fixed the few tiny nits with it and then reproduced it exactly. at a $1,300 price tag. Right. And then everyone would be b- complaining that it's, it's too, too much expensive. money. Too expensive. Right. Yeah. Because... It's it's difficult to condone thirteen hundred dollars when you look at the performance that you get out of devices that cost six hundred dollars. Yeah. And so, like, think about this now: the, the Pixelbook Go came out at six hundred and forty nine dollars. Samsung is going fifty bucks up on that, but there's a good chance that they match build quality. We'll see. Like, the Pixelbook Go is just fantastic. Mm, it's, uh, it's a it's great just device, firm and just well put together. But you know, if they get close to this, if they have great speakers, a great screen, a great typing experience. Uh, it's backlit keys. You're taking the Pixelbook Go formula, adding the ability to convert into tablet. So for some of those other things that we do from time to time, adding the ability to write with a pen, um, and adding that just really cool looking red. And, and it's just like a, a yeah. If you big, haven't looked, and it's yeah. a big upgrade. Yeah, like, it's going to be a better it, screen for it, sure. It's, it's faster. That I'm using the Core i5 of this. It, the eighth gen came with Bluetooth issues, Wi-Fi issues. Oh yeah. This is a 10th gen processor, so we've got Wi-Fi 6, we've got Bluetooth 5. It's going to have all the other nice. It will blow yeah. this thing out of the water from Absolutely. a performance. This thing is like 30,000 on octane or something, so it's you're getting a what a, a 33% performance bump um, over the, the... Now, I'm comparing the entry level. It's probably more than that, because the entry level, this was an 8th gen Y-series M3 chip. Right. So it's a massive performance boost over Didn't this. Didn't think about that. More RAM. The 649 was the M3. Yeah, yeah. double storage. You know, and so when we're looking at the the Pixelbook Go and going, man, six fifty for that just because the experience is so cool and it it's feels worth good. It, yeah. Well, seven hundred dollars for what we're talking about, assuming it pulls off that experience. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. And so if we stop comparing it to the, I, and it's their fault. They named it the Galaxy Chromebook too. That's your fault, Samsung. Right. Like, and we're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah. Like we're thanks. gonna have to explain it. We have to do it. <laughs> yeah, like we have to, we have to mess with that. But it's okay. It's content, <laughs> right? But if it's if it was the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook Alpha, for instance, yeah. or something, that wouldn't be an issue. And I think people could just look at it and be like, okay, you chose a last gen processor. They, yeah, so did Google. They put an eighth gen processor out in 2019. Like everyone they, was they, on the ninth gen. They created a precedent with the name, and it's silly, but they it did. is what it is. However, I I'm excited for this device because I think it can be one of those kind of Devices that surprises me how much I'm going to like it. I just I it, I'm getting that feeling from it. Anytime and you have that, it's it's always fun when we get the device in to see if it stacks up. Like yeah, I, I love I, I love when you get excited, particularly about a device like this. And I feel I've I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time you were like these last couple of days you've been you've been jiving about this this the Galaxy. Yeah, and it, it's but, rom- yeah, it, it reminds one. me so it was, much of it was the probably Pixel the because I remember we saw it at Google's thing yeah. and we didn't have it for a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's like. Is it really? Is it gonna suck? Yeah. Like, is it when I get it? it has use all these it, things? Yeah. Nope. Like, still incredible. No. Oh man, I remember it. us getting just, that thing in, and we were it. all just like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah. Because yeah. we couldn't really test the speakers at the event, yeah. like we nope. didn't know. No. And so there's so many parts, and it, remember it was like harsh sunlight oh, coming gosh. in on it, so mm. it was like I couldn't film anything. Yeah, we were in a glass building essentially. And it, was getting, it was bad. It was getting hot in there. Yeah. I didn't. Joe was getting all bothered. I was getting very bothered. Yeah. So I didn't even like. I wasn't even. I didn't. I don't think I even like. Other than filming the B-roll, I don't think I used it at all at the event. 
No, it I don't was think really I hard touched even. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it. They didn't have many of them. Like, it was there was not, that. It, there was that little table. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't well done. Yeah. So it, it, we walked away from that, not really knowing if this whole thing was going to pan out or not. And so once we yeah. got it, and I used it for a couple of days, I'm like, yeah. holy crap! And so I just yeah, like hope well, the galaxy I, does that. I thought they cut all these corners and made a mistake, and I was wrong. <laughs> like this, wrong. This is fantastic, yeah. and so. I, I think that's going to be the case of the the Samsung. I'm hoping uh, a lot of that rides on how it's built and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and we'll see. It, uh, uh, we'll see, but I'm excited about it. It is a it is an interesting looking device. I really wish that we would have been able to get some hands on, but you know, COVID and everything, we're going to get one in as soon as we can. And as soon as we do, you better guarantee we're going to have an unboxing. So, oh, hundred percent. Stay tuned. Hundred percent. Stay tuned. That will be a fun one. That that one, that'll be a fun unboxing because it, it, yeah, I would almost kind of like to do this. Uh, like straight up legit let's get it in go straight to the studio and unbox it that could be really fun yeah because people get excited about Samsung devices oh yeah know, for it's right g- or wrong you know, it still like, has Galaxy in the name so I mean that's, yeah, it's going to drive some attention one yeah. of our one of our most viewed unboxings ever well it is no, our most is. viewed unboxing it's one of our most viewed videos ever of all time is the Galaxy Chromebook unboxing yeah. which the review did okay but nothing like not even close like the the unboxing has like one point something million now yeah, I mean, uh, it's insane. It, uh, bonkers. And it didn't really blow up right at first. It was like no. over the course of like six months. Yeah, it was later. <laughs> it was kept going. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for today. Uh, we were going to talk about the HP, um, but I'll just say we did a review, our review of the HP. Go check it out on the site. We'll link it below. Yeah, and the, yeah. the, the quick and short version of that is just, it's a great Chromebook. Uh, other than the speakers, clearly, <laughs> um, yeah, it it really is. It is a it's a great keyboard. It's a it's maybe the best keyboard I've typed on. Like I went back to the Pixelbook Go, and it it's fantastic too. But man, what a great keyboard! Great trackpad, uh, you know, really cool screen, screen great form awesome. factor, good build quality, crazy ports, blah blah. blah. It just one all thing the little after another. extras. Man, you get yeah. so many little perks and all that kind of stuff. But it's expensive, yeah. you know, and, and that just juxtaposes itself with everything we just said yeah. about what Samsung's doing. Because, right. again, it's a whole separate thing, man. Samsung's looking at this from the consumer standpoint. They're one of the companies right now that's not jumping into the enterprise waters. Like most Chromebook makers are going, okay, we're going to make our top end. We're probably going to push those towards enterprise and business professionals, and then we'll figure out something for the mid range. Uh, Samsung's just kind of like, nah, we're going to stick. We're gonna stick here. We like we like. Where I think we're that's at. good because that's not their stick. They're the, they're, they're the not. they're, they're the consumer yeah. model of everything that they do. Yeah, so. they have they have the wherewithal, they have the marketing, and so it's just interesting. It's gonna be interesting yeah. to see if if that device comes in and provides this great experience. I think it causes us from a consumer Chromebook perspective to have to step back and look and be like, what actually is important here? Yeah. Like, what yeah. things do we actually need to have a great experience using a Chromebook? And this is exactly yeah. why LG needs to get in the Chrome OS game. They do. Graham. Mm-hmm. They made a they made a Chrome base once upon a time. LG, Graham, Graham. Chromebook. They need to make a Graham Chromebook. Or Chromebook Graham. Chromebook LG, Graham. Graham. We need to get Chromebook. an older Graham model. Chromebook. Chromebook. It came out in 16, into 16. The, the Graham. Graham, yep. yeah. We need to get an older one and, and just, just make a video. wipe it and put Neverwhere put on it and be like, this is... Done. Yeah, this is this the is device what LG that needs to make. be made. Yeah. Dude, let's yeah. do that. Because they it. don't care about enterprise stuff. No. They're they're consumer. No, that's true. All right. Well, there we go. We have another video we have to do. All right, <laughs> folks. That's it for today. We appreciate you all tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. 
And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.